All right. Well, well pre-show. Hey. We always on? start awkwardly. It's kind of our thing. <laughs> pre-show. This is my uh, first podcast, so that's fine. There you go. You've been on video blogs and things like that, yeah. so... This one's not edited like those, so we just kind of live the tape and... That might not be good for me. Well, why don't, why don't you introduce our guest, Jeff? Um, this is Shane. Shane, what's your last name? Loman. Is it Loman? I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if the if it was your real last name or if that was just a business name. No, so. unfortunately, it's tagged on the store, so... <laughs> Fortunately or unfortunately. Here you go. Thanks. <laughs> know that. Uh, pre show, we're going to be drinking... Um, this is the Sierra Nevada Hoppy Lager. I got this... It's it's a little on the old side. Got this from a friend. Four twenty man. That's n- when this was. Never made the cut to make it on the air when it was fresh, so we're just drinking it now. So Shane, you are on the show because you are uh, you're now a new distributor here. Yeah. In the area. So and we'll talk more about it on the main show, of course. Yeah, well, I mean, we can fill in the people who are yeah. listening. Um, he owned a beer distributor. Oh, we got to use. Topics that people all over the country will understand, so we can't use just the Pittsburgh topics. Yeah. So what we call beer distributors in Pennsylvania are retail stores yep. that um, until recently had to sell a case at a time. Now they can sell 12 packs. Uh, and you owned one of those, yep. and you decided to get into the wholesale business, which is what many people call distributors. Mm-hmm. And, Very uh, confusing to some breweries, by yeah. the way, when you talk to them about mm-hmm. what you do and you're trying to get them on board. We've had a couple in California that were very confused <laughs> with. I'm sure. I bet. Yeah. So you are now made the switch. I think I believe your dad owns yep. the retail establishment, mm-hmm. the, the beer distributor, and you own Steel City Beer, which is a beer whole, importer, wholesaler yep. type thing. And uh, it's interesting because he doesn't have any macro brands, right? You started to be a craft uh, micro or craft. Uh, Wholesaler, that's the word I was looking for. And uh, at least in Pittsburgh, that's new here because all the other ones that had smaller portfolios got snapped up by the... Is that your business plan, getting snapped up by fear? No, not at all. It's too fun. <laughs> I've actually had people tell me that. It's too much fun. There are a lot of questions that I definitely want to ask in the show about uh, being both a beer distributor in the Pittsburgh sense, in terms of owning a store, and being a beer distributor in terms of the the wider national sense of... Yeah. of Absolutely. Getting, you know, craft beer into So I think stores. now people know why Shane's going to be on the show. Yeah. Let's save our good questions okay. for on the air. And uh, so what, oh, we, uh, Friday night we played uh, board games. We played a bunch of board games. Well, uh, Nick and uh, Aaron were both here. And uh, our friend, uh, new friends to you, friends mm-hmm. of mine, uh, Ty and Kate also came up. And so we had a six-person uh, game night, which was a lot of fun. We played three board games, uh, two of which were... Uh, Really fun, uh, very different, and then one which I like a lot, but it didn't go as well as we played. We broke the game. So, What'd you guys play? What were the three? So we started out playing a game called Code Words. It's a game he just got. Um, My sister just sent it to me as a, as a birthday present. Okay. It turned out to be a lot of fun. Yeah. I liked it more than I liked. And the basic play is there's 25 cards on the table with just mostly nouns. I guess they're all nouns. Yeah, yeah, I think they're all. Yeah, I think they're all nouns. Uh, they're supposed to be code names for spies. Okay, and you're trying trying to flush out the spies, and the person knows where <laughs> the person knows where. There, okay, so there are two the teams. Spots are. There are two teams, yeah. uh, and they each team has uh, an equal amount of people, but one person on each team plays as a spy master, and the other people are are the people who are just guessing the game. The spy master, they, 
the spy masters have a little code thing that tells them where their spies, which which of these words are their spies. It's like like if you're are. playing Minesweeper, okay. the spy master can see where all the bombs are. Okay, right? gotcha. Yeah. That makes sense. And 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 there's one. There's a bunch of words that are not associated with anybody, and there's one that's an assassin that if if they pick it, that ends the game. The point is, you have to then say one word and a, and a number, and that tells the people who you're trying to communicate with. What were like an abstract in an abstract way? Which of those? Well, for words? example, if one of the words was foot, right? You could say shoe. Yeah, but you want to make sure shoe didn't relate to any of the other twenty-four right. words that were on the table. Or if there was like tree now, and nut on the table, you could say fruit or leaf. Or right. So like you can try to come up with one word that covers more of your cards. Okay. And that's where it gets hard and fun, yeah. right? Because and then you also have to make sure that this one word that can't be um, construed by the people you're t- playing with to mean something else you didn't anticipate, you know, that kind of thing. I've got to up my board game. I've <laughs> got Monopoly and Risk under my table. Yeah, these are definitely very different than those games. Yeah. We're, we're kind of, the, people will say, like, there's kind of a golden age of board gaming. Like, it's not the Milton Bradleys that are putting out these games, right? There are a lot of small crowdfund type games, things like that. And there is like Monopoly, two things. It goes on forever and a player runs away with it, right? There's like, it's a poor board game design. And a lot of these other games are time limited. You know, they like, they aim for like 45 minutes. Yeah. Like the game resolves itself in 45 minutes. Codeworks is about 15 minutes, 15 to 20. It's really quick. And, and, uh, that helps it because it, it, you can then go do like rounds where you trade off. Who's the, the spy master. So like the old, like risk has changed the rules to kind of constrain the time. If you've read the new rules. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, I, I like playing it the, play, the way I played it with a kid, which is like a seven-hour game. Right, yeah. <laughs> it goes back and forth forever. Yeah. I mean, that, that's interesting. I'll have to because I love playing board games, but Monopoly does kind of get. Yeah, yeah. Know, well, right. there's so many great board games out now. The next, the next game we played is a game called Dixit, which is French. So that's why the weird the name is so weird. But it's another abstract game where you you have a bunch of cards. Uh, in your hand, you have like six cards in your hand that all have different pictures on them. Well drawn, very interesting pictures. Some of them with the artist was on an LSD yeah. trip, though. <laughs> I mean, right. they're just messed yeah. up pictures. That's right. But what happens is it goes around the room as one person is an active player, and the other people are are the um, are joining him. But the, there's one person who get, who gets to pick one card from his pack and say some phrase that they think relates to that card and then other other people put down some card from their deck that they think matches that phrase and then you put them all together and people vote on which phrase they think with the active player was talking what which card so was... the thing is you don't want to be too obvious because if everyone picks yours yeah then you get no points right right if nobody picks yours because you're too obscure you get no points so you need some of the people to pick yours not all, but not all of them. Not all of them. But, but you don't know what cards other people have, right? So you want to be vague enough because then if I say a phrase, Greg's going to pick the card that best fits that phrase from his hand, yeah. and he's going to hope that some people think that my card is his card, type thing. And, and if uh, anybody votes for my card when he was playing, that I get to move, up. I get a point for that. Uh, got it. So, so it, there's a lot of different ways to get points, but it's all very abstract because it's all just concepts, and you have these pictures that are very that can. 
express a whole lot of different concepts. <laughs> so it, it, it's really it it leads to a very fun night. I think because it was it was just a lot of BSing and having fun. But like, also- I remember the one round where I was playing. I just my my word was despair. Right? <laughs> yeah, so my card seemed to me to indicate despair. Like these are not all happy cards. And you know, several people played their saddest cards, and which I think is how LSD trips go. They're all happy. Sad and setting play a role. Absolutely. It's interesting. I think that not only board games are in a golden age, but just entertainment in general. Yeah. All yeah. the options on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I was talking to a kid the other day who's on YouTube streaming video games, and I remember as a kid, two guys would just come over and you'd play Goldeneye with the four squares. Yeah. And now yeah. there's people making a living off of streaming. Oh, sure. Yeah. And- a lot of those entertainment options are doing very well. I think that the one thing that one of the main areas where we don't see a lot of that is music. I don't right. think a lot of popular music right now is very good. I would, I would agree with that. Um, but you know these things go in waves. Cycles, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not. A, I'm not checking my text. I'm actually turning on the air conditioning. That's so right. <laughs> you got the Nest. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that thing. Nest is pretty cool. Jeff talked a little bit about physics, and I'm, I'm not going to bring up too much about it. But I do have these, these big, powerful neodymium magnets. You know what? I saw the uh, the Rubik's cube out there, mm-hmm. and I've always. Is there just a certain pattern to do it? Because I've seen the people that can do it. Yes. Like, yeah. Well. Okay. There is. A five-step process that average people learn, but if you're going to be in the racing kind, you you know because like the the I've forgotten. I used to be able to solve it easily, but I haven't yeah. done it regularly lately, so I don't remember some of the middle steps. But you know, there's once you get here, you do a turn like five different turns, and then depending on what you get, then you do this or that, and you can solve it pretty easily that way. But the guys that are you know, doing it in 10 seconds, they have these long algorithms memorized, right, where if it's exactly this, here's what I do to get it through to the end and stuff like that. Wow. The thing about a Rubik's Cube is that it's um, it's a solved problem, right? It, it's Each of the faces, there's a specific number of faces and there's a specific way you can turn it. Right. And so there's a specific number of solutions based on how it whatever many perturbations and then you can narrow those down because there's only certain ways in which you can turn right there's a specific way to solve a whole batch of solutions and so you end up with essentially a, a tree model of, of possible solutions and you just you basically learn how to identify mm-hmm. where you are in that tree and then how to find your way to the solution so your chances of solving it by just sitting there and turning it aren't very good not very high no because okay. once you get halfway <laughs> your odds are you're going to be going backwards you know that kind yeah, of thing um, it, Interesting. I can try to show you later. You know, not, I won't do it on the air. It won't be the most exciting thing, but I can. If I think I remember most of the steps to solve it, <laughs> I had I've had one in maybe eighth grade, and I just did the sit there and play with it for a month, and it makes sense why I never got anywhere. <laughs> well, I do. I, I like to. I like you to try out these. These are very powerful magnets. So, so if you hold them in your hand, then you will be. You won't have to. Uh, uh, you won't damage yourself because they can snap together pretty quick and powerfully but what I would like you to do is hold these yeah yeah and come you can feel obviously when they attract right but what I find most interesting is the when you get them in, in the same and, and they repel right because we're familiar with attraction right I mean that's a very common thing gravity all this other stuff repelling is something that we're not very familiar with. We're familiar with a force, right? Giving us some sort, some way of, of, of repelling, but not something that uh, extends out into space, right? Uh, that you can put something in the middle of, and that force still extends through it. 
I, I I'm not, not going to go into what the physics are. Um, I'm going to learn something. I have. That's <laughs> no, good, no. though. That's good. It's it, to, to me though. That's the that's one of the amazing things about uh, the the sort of physics I study is that you're you're talking about this stuff that we didn't really know existed for a long time. Uh, we finally got our heads around it, and we're still on, on a very we're still very at the very beginning of kind of understanding how it all works. We're we have a very high level understanding, as you can see by we're using it to run our computers and things like that. Right. But is that what you do for a living? I do I do software development. Okay. Really, yeah. Gotcha. Um, but, but when he comes home, he reads physics. Yeah. My, oh, there's nothing wrong with that. My uh, that that is my um, my hobby, I guess, is is particle physics. That's awesome. I like it. But I've been trying to show Jeff some of the concepts behind particle physics. And one, one of my favorites is, do you have it here? Something? Yeah, well, this is, this is really how I'm trying to, to, to do the basics of it, which is this is... We're, I'm just holding a slinky. I thought you weren't going to teach him physics tonight. I'm no, not, okay. not going to teach I'm just going to get the, the barest of concepts. Uh, obviously, everyone you know plays with slinky, they think about it locking down pairs. Yeah, yeah. Or they think... When they think of a wave, they think of something like this, where you see a sort of wave in, in the air going up and down. And the thing is that this is complicated mathematically. But really, a wave comes down to this. And I'm just holding it down and letting a bit drop. And this is called a harmonic oscillation. Okay. And this is really what waves are all about. And you can see how there's sort of there's an equilibrium point. If I were to let this just stop, there's an equilibrium here. But if I put some energy into it, it will move around the equilibrium. And essentially that's what we're talking about with harmonic oscillation, the stuff that moves around the equilibrium. Now it always it maintains a, a sort of energy condition. It keeps an energy. It never actually stops having some energy, but it never gains any energy. So it never moves away from its equilibrium or loses energy without that being taken away by something. Okay. That's quantum mechanics. I've never taken a physics class, so this is interesting. <laughs> I missed out. <laughs> uh, physics classes usually aren't <laughs> necessarily as interesting. Yeah. There's a lot of other stuff you've learned. But, um, okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what I was going to say there. but I'm ready for the main show if you guys are. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Ended on a high note there. Yeah. Okay, well, cool. Well, let's, uh, let's get on with it. <laughs> 